Hello, and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at the Amazon um, Brazilian Steakhouse Grill in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, L.B. Duchess, with co-host Michael Cottsmith. Hello. And Ryan Ryle of Pax Beer. Hello. Oh, oh my, Ryan, you are... That's a little high. There we go. <laughs> Ryan's a little excited. <laughs> It's been a while since I've been on. <laughs> I know, it has been. It's been too long. I'm so glad you get to be here and uh, be chatting. And I think it's actually more appropriate that, you know, we're talking today's topic is socially savvy and sexy. Um, with Valentine's Day, it's just around the corner, and everyone, you know, from single to married people get up, dressed up, and they're all excited to be their best for the day. Well, most single people. Um, but we just thought it would be cool to kind of get an idea of, you know, distinguish the difference between what is sexy and, and we've got two other definitions, of course, slutty and trashy. <laughs> and from a guy's point of view, there is a big difference from a woman's point of view. So, I'm glad you guys are here. Thank you. Of course, absolutely. Okay, so, of course, we know how I am. I love to start off the show with definitions because I really feel like uh, these days so much we, we get an idea of what a word means in our brain and we move forward and that's where we go with it. And then as time goes, it's kind of like that story in the ring. As it goes from one person to another, the the actual meaning of it gets distorted a little bit. So I always say if you're going to be jumping into something that maybe you haven't tackled in a long time, go and do your research and check your words out so that when you're speaking them, you're, you're actual to meaning. Because uh, if you take a look at us and the rest of the world, we really do mess up the meanings of our words so grossly that it's no wonder that we are the hardest language to talk. You want to make sure you sound intelligent when you're talking? Or at least try. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, because when you do, well, not necessarily try, because if you overly try, you don't do That's true. That's true. Be successful. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start off by defining sexy, and it's really simple. Sexually attractive or exciting and appealing. So that's where that broad range of what the definition of what is sexy, sexy is because a lot of it comes with what is appealing. And of course, what's appealing to you and what's appealing to me is going to have a little bit of sway back and forth. But just like the, the description of beautiful, most people have the same basic concept of what they feel beautiful is. And I think sexy is the same way. Yeah, I agree. Okay, second definition, slutty. I love this one. Definitely have a, definitely have a, a visualization on that one. A different... <laughs> <laughs> you, before, before the definition and everything. Yeah, just, so you've got the it's already, I, I already know that one, sorry. It's there, it's in my head, and I can't get it out. Um, dressing in a slovenly. Now, the slovenly one was part of it that I hadn't, again, when I checked the definition, it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Dressing in a slovenly or promiscuous way. No, promiscuous, of course, all of us, you know, when we think about it, exactly what we think of. But slovenly, and to me, that does. That makes a lot of sense because typically you have that unfinished sloppy uh, look about you. And then last, trashy. And that simply means a right on. So with those definitions in mind, we will be moving forward in just a second. But we are very fortunate, as um, most of you know, that uh, on air we do live beverage taste games. I love so good. this part. <laughs> and the bartender here at Amazon Grill has brought over three delicious looking beverages. Wow, those are pretty impressive, actually. And Glad to be a host tonight. I yeah. Sure yeah. So, <laughs> I'm going to ask for the definition, and then I'm going to grab of what's what here. Well, we uh, are fortunate to have uh, Danny, uh, one of the, the, the bartender here at Amazon Grill, and uh, he's going to talk to us about these wonderful concoctions he's brought over. Uh, Danny, what, what do we got in front of us here? They look fantastic. All right, well, we got uh, uh, 
we'll do the first one here. This is okay. it's called La Otra Mujer, or The Other Woman. And this, uh, oh, very appropriate. Ooh. This drink, uh, it, it, nothing really inspired me about it. It's actually based off the, the Pisco Sour, which is used uh, with Pisco brandy. Okay. Uh, so it's Pisco, uh, a little lime juice, a little simple syrup, a little bitters, a uh, little egg white. And I add a little mango vodka, uh, Chambord, um, and, and just shake it. And then uh, you get the La Otra Mujer. It's actually very delicious, rich. And that goes with the uh, the slutty definition of our show today. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> <Other woman. laughs> I meant to do that. I, I, mean, I, I know that's that right perfect, now. Danny. <laughs> uh, well, moving on here, we got uh, this drink here is called Mira Mi Banana, and uh, it actually stands for Look at My Banana. But uh, <laughs> okay, so um, this I like that. we didn't even talk about what the show was going to be about in the drink. <laughs> Is it kind of going along with your show here? Okay, so I'm glad I'm glad I can assist. Okay, so this one's basically uh, it, it, this what, what inspired me uh, with this drink is, is uh, I don't know if you guys have had a chocolate covered banana uh-huh. and the frozen ones and mm-hmm. the walnuts on the outside. Oh yeah. That's what inspired me with this drink. Basically, all it is is Godiva uh, chocolate liqueur, absolute vanilla vodka, a little cream, a little fresh banana puree, creme de banana, milk. A little bit of chocolate as well. This one's dynamite. Oh my gosh! My and, and you know the thing about you know being part of a blog talk radio show is you the listeners don't get to see how beautiful the drinks are. So oh. I'm gonna try and make it sound as delicious as possible because I want everybody to kind of run in here and, and drink all these. Oh, right totally. Now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so and then uh, moving on to the last one here, we have uh, uh, the Amazon root beer. Uh, we needed something with uh, with beer, so kind of play with it a little bit, and uh, we get, came up with the Amazon root beer. So basically, it's a little bit of Sambuca, Kahlua, uh, it's got Mac and Jack, Club Soda, and Coca Cola. Okay, that was going to be interesting. And this one's wow. interesting, yes, but it's it's looks it's like a root beer. It's and, uh, tops with cherries. What inspired you to come up with something like that? Yeah, uh, to tell you the truth, I, I just kind of I, I, I kind of talked over with all my the other bartenders here and, and some of the some of my friends as well. They kind of came up with the root beer idea, and, and uh, the utilization of Mac and Jack's is kind of neat because it's a local local brewery, and right. uh, they just kind of keep it a theme of the area. So that's kind of where we came up with that one. So those are the three that you guys have in front of you. So. I'm trying the first one. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I like that idea. Okay, this a local is yummy. brewery to make a mixed cocktail like that. Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to call them. I mean, you know, ask for a percentage, you know, of their of their uh, oh, totally. of their, their earnings. So we'll see what happens. Oh here, Ryan, try this one. This what was the first one called again? That's the La Otra Mujer or the La Otra Mujer. Yeah. The other woman. I like yeah. the other woman. <laughs> I, don't know how to, I don't know how to feel about that. I like the other one. <laughs> don't tell my girlfriend, but I like the other one. <laughs> okay, and now I'm going to try that right. chocolate banana. And how would that set again? Mira mi banana. Mira mi banana. Yes, so take it as you will, I guess. Oh my goodness. But be careful, you'll be back in here for a while. Oh my gosh, I could get drunk in a New York second London And there's, there's wow. quite a bit of liquor in there. A lot of people you know, think that there's not, not a lot of liquor going on. There is quite a bit going on. It really does ta- taste very... Th- th- I, okay, I'm stumbling here. I absolutely love it when you have alcoholic beverages that are fun and that don't have that sharp alcoholic taste. They're not, you know, too much. It's just beautifully done. Well, thank you. That is a great drink, but a diabetic worth nightmare. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's not only, not only with the drink, is that uh, uh, you, you, you always, you know, eat with your eyes first, whatever. They're just really nicely made. You got some nice fresh fruit that's represented. 
you know, the, the chocolate swirl on the glass. You got the foam with the egg whites on the one. Um, it's just, uh, and not only that, but, you know, taste is really obviously important, but not only taste, but texture. So, like this one in here, the other woman, you know, you got the egg whites, you got the foaminess from the top of the drink, and then you got the tartness, and it's just a lot going on visually, sensually. I mean, I'm going it's just, uh, and we're going right into Valentine's Day, so what a great place to bring your Valentine's Day. And it's, yeah, that's a good segue. This is very, this is actually was crafted for the Valentine's Day menu. And, uh, you can come on in, uh, uh, you know, you'll enjoy these cocktails on Valentine's Day as well. Yeah, you're right, Michael. Like, looking at the drink also entices, and I can right. see these, you know, you see a couple of them on tables, and I know this from being in the beverage industry, you see a couple at one table, and like, next thing you know, oh, half, half the place is filled with them. Oh, yeah. And these are delicious. Uh, the one that, what, what was this last one? It was made with uh, Mac and Jack. Yeah, the Amazon root beer. Yeah. It, 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 it tastes really good. It reminds me of almost like a Jaeger or a black licorice, but it's a you have a full funny. drink and you're not getting just completely housed on it. And that's definitely it, right? Wow, that is a- that, that is really good. <laughs> that is delicious. That I'll leave that for you guys, and I will take the, um, what was it, the other woman and the... Mira mi banana. Mira mi banana. Yes. Yeah, those are mine. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It's great. Well, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I, I want to put nice my little opinion in. I was here with a few friends um, this last week and came in and I had never had a Bellini before. And I had your mango Bellini and oh my wow. God, it was so good. I mean, so good. So. Well, we use a lot of a lot of the drinks you make here are going to be all fresh fruit. We don't we don't mess around with any of the you know the frozen or it's, it's just all fresh fruit. We make all of our purees, so that's kind of the difference with our drinks. So you don't like uh, open a container and pour something in, you know, from the mix <laughs> with some funky color in it. It is all fresh. The banana puree. I mean, every, everything you have in these drinks is, is fresh. I mean, minus of course the Coca Cola or the Club Soda, but if you're talking about fruit, that's what we do best here, and it's most. Definitely always so glad to see that because you know it's almost a trend, you know, and it has been for a while that where people are, are bartenders are getting away from mixes and 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 that kind of stuff uh, and really coming up with their own uh, simple syrups and adding different flavors and infusions together to create a handcrafted drink like we are we're having today. Oh, yeah. It makes the biggest difference because it personalizes so your experience. You can't have this drink anywhere like this. Is a, <laughs> the Amazon is uh, the root beer. Is just, yeah, that's, that's a really good drink. Right. And you know, I, really I, dangerous I don't know drink. if honestly, <laughs> LB, I don't know if I've honestly like ever had a Bellini on purpose myself. <laughs> being a being a beer guy, I'm I'm usually generally beer and straight up liquor, so I know what what's coming in my drinks and it's right there in front of me. But these drinks are really good. You can taste the difference between the like the actual fruit mm-hmm. and muddled uh, muddled fruit and compared to the, your your bottles and, and of the the fake stuff as you will. Well the simple syrups, all those those flavored syrups that came along. Coffee coffee stands were the first ones to really bring those in and then all of a sudden the bars are using because oh now all I have to do is grab grab and I'm good to go. Lots of lots of complexity and lots of layers. So you it's just not one dimensional drink. Yeah. It's it's you know lots of complexity going on. Lots of stuff going on there. We usually don't go on this one about the drinks, but that should tell you listeners. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad you guys we can keep going. I'll be honest. Get your booties down here and add some. Yes, yeah. happy hour. 3 to 6.30 and then again from 9 to close. So you guys come on in. We have sandwiches, drinks, a few appetizers that we do as well. Uh-huh. And then if you uh, call in and uh, make a, a reservation for uh, Valentine's Day and you say the word cupido, you will get cupido. 
which means I guess it's Cupid in, in Spanish, but uh, you'll get 25% uh, off uh, for the week prior to Valentine's Day, 25% off your total bill. So, Love it. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Wow. There's a little hint. And, uh, I'll be posting I'll be that. There. Awesome. So well, listening, thank you so much. listening does have its privileges. It does. It does, it does save you some money and pay it off. Twenty-five percent. Wow, I love it. Well, well thank you again, Dan. Oh, you're welcome, guys. Pleasure. Excellent. Love it. Okay, jumping right into being socially savvy and sexy. It has broad meaning in a wide range of what isn't isn't appropriate, and it all depends on the venue and the type of people that are attending. So you have to know what it is that you're walking into to make sure you do not become the topic of what's unacceptable. And we've all seen that. Yes. There can be a fine line between sexy, slutty, and downright crushing. So consider the following when deciding what level of sexy attire is appropriate. Okay, so of course, to me, whenever I'm thinking about going out to a venue, and, you know, I'm going to say it, I'm 42 years old, and my kids are growing up, and I'm, I'm at that point where it's like I can be fun and vivacious and a little edgy again. So. I have a tendency to go, oh, you know, let's put the four inch heels on, like what I got to say, and, and, you know, let's show off what we got a lot. But, and, and understanding that, you know, that's where a lot of women get to in their early 40s and, and 50s, and they're like feeling really good about themselves. Yeah, gotta rein it in a little bit, consider where you're going, because the PTA meeting, that ain't the place to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, well, for me, I, I think it depends on the venue also, because there are times where it's hard work to look semi-sexy. I, I, I don't know. I haven't, sha- I haven't shaven in yes, a few weeks, but uh, that's kind of on sexy. purpose. But I also wear I also wear some shirts with some undershirts on them that are the long sleeve, like kind of flannel type, uh, or the, you know. I don't know. You're throwing your arm around like there's something wrong with that. I have no idea. No, the, the long sleeve undershirts <laughs> with the button downs in front, and oh, you know, okay. I, I kind of make my way to look like that, and that's it, that takes some work too. Oh yeah. Regardless of whether it's looking really good or, um, I guess, acceptable, it takes a lot of work to go into any kind of outfit you're wearing. So when I see somebody coming in looking like they're really not sexy, yeah, I think they went a lot of work. They put in a lot of work to not look good. <laughs> well, and I think I think you know understanding what venue you're going into. Like, okay, let's say you're going to your kid's school auction. All right, right there, guys. I'm I'm just telling you. Um, number one, parents are excessively competitive. Um, number two, they're excessively judgmental when they get together. I don't know what it is about parents going into school auctions, but um, there's a reason why they put alcohol in front of you because they're going to make a whole lot of money when people are drinking and bidding. That's just the way it goes. We're, they're, they're very competitive by nature. And, you know, so those are the types of scenarios where if you're going to be dealing with these people at TCSA meetings, if you're going to be dealing with them in, you know, other settings that are, are not your typical social setting. Um, you want to take that into consideration if you don't want to deal with the backlash. Now, I, I totally get it. There are women out there who their definition of steady, affecty borders on the slutty. And if you're comfortable with that and you own it, that's fine if you're okay with the backlash. But we're here talking about, you know, what the common thought process of what is sexy is so that you can feel comfortable going out anywhere, you know, in a, in a typical social setting and know that, hey, I've got it rocking and I can feel good about it. I'm not worried about it. Well, and speaking of the, the kid thing, sorry, Michael. No, uh, I did actually this last Friday go to my girlfriend, uh, with my girlfriend and her son to a bingo night at his school. And he's in a grade school. And there was nobody dressed 
inappropriate. Like, not inappropriate, but not good at all. I mean, it was a total family setting. So, and I almost kind of fell out of place because not purposely I was working that day and I wore some stuff with beer paraphernalia on it. And I kind of felt bad about going in there and kind of asked about it. And when I said it was fine, I also kind of thought, well, maybe I should just, like, not wear anything. Yeah. It was more of me going from work to that, but it was inappropriate. And that kind of made me feel, I guess, less sexy. But, you know, but here's the thing, though, you know, uh, and, and Ryan, you bring up a good point, you know, uh, okay, you may have felt uncomfortable a little bit, but I guarantee you the next time you go to one of those, it's going to be a little different, huh? So, it's, you know, it's, it's life experiences, and, and, and exactly. you know, and le- when, you, when you feel uncomfortable, usually you don't do that again. Um, and we talk about this a lot, you know, where, where well, you're being always... being socially savvy. It's, yeah. a, it's a journey. It's a learning. It's, you know, we're it's here to growing. give you ideas exactly. so that you don't, you know, so that you can have maybe some kind of a, a playbook to go by. Right. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I do, if I'm walking into a scenario where I'm really not sure what's going to be, if, if I'm feeling like I want to be a little edgy and I'm not sure, there's a couple of little surefire little tricks that I do. Um, number one, like today, I'm wearing a, a very low-cut fun little shirt with my bling jeans from Ball Denim. I love it. Um, my four-inch heels. I'm all feeling, you know, fun and funky today. Uh, but, you know, we're in a restaurant. And right. so being in consideration, I mean, there's some kids here and some families. And so I have a, uh, what I would consider a business jacket over the top of it. So it just really takes it down a notch. It makes it look a little bit more calm. And if something was, if, if somebody came in and, and it became inappropriate for what I was wearing, it's very easy for me to button up the jacket and still have that that little bit of a look or peekable, whatever you want to call it. Right, and you know, and, and I actually saw a show not so long ago where they actually had these age ranges with women, and uh, like 40s to uh, 50s. But, but here's but he, he had actually a really good point. He's like, you know, uh, you want to be, you know, like uh, 40% uh, trend and 60% classic, you know. So I mean, you, and you nailed it. I mean, you, you're always on point. You know, always look good. Um, but you know, you have some, you have some uh, edge, some like you know, some trend. But you also have some classic uh, characteristics that, that you that make you feel and you know, make you look young and look great, but not like ridiculous at the same time. Right. So it's 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 a nice balance. Always a balance, but. If you have just a little bit of classic in there, you know, with the blazer, you, you know, absolutely, the, yeah, well, and, no. and some color blocking and, you know, whatever, you know. Also, I, depending I know. on what you wear to make you be classic <laughs> or, or overdone or anything like that, I, my girlfriend, she generally thinks that when we go out, she needs to wear a dress, but there's a lot of times where I tell her that jeans are appropriate. Right. Jeans and a button-down, that's society nowadays. I go to oh, a lot sorry. of places. And if I wear slacks and a button-down, it's way too much. But if I wear jeans and a button-down, which is untucked, and I have my nice shoes on, which I wear probably 90% of the time when I'm out working slash going out, I am way over what is acceptable. I'm considered, like, in the the better area of it. I'm not overdone. I'm not trying to show, I'm not trying to be too flashy or anything like that, but I'm not underdressed by any means. Well, and you know, that makes a really good point. Um, you know, one of the reasons why Vault Denim is one of our, our amazing sponsors is because they've taken jeans and they've tailored them and they have this sharp, crisp look. And some of them have a lot of bling and a lot of edge, and some of them are a little bit more 
um, elegant in their presentation. It's, it's a combination of taking casual and giving it that flexibility to be able to go up and down with it. And yeah, they still have some really nice styles. Yeah, and when you work with your when you work with your clothing and your attire, um, you know, you make a good point. It doesn't always have to be a dress or or what have you to get you that sexy. <laughs> fun look that you're looking for and you know a, a really nice pair of jeans with a, a hot shirt can put you in a place where you can be really comfortable and not have so much to worry about especially when we're talking say, about a, skirt length there's a way to look <laughs> there's a way to look really good and still be comfortable yeah. right. instead of going out and being uncomfortable and assuming that you look fantastic exactly. which well, you and, may or may not you and might I'm look looking right at you Ryan and you're like you know I came scruffy a little bit and I'm like no actually you know it, it, looks it, right. it, it looks good but he's got that like maroon five guy look, you know, you know, and, 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 and he's got a nice shirt, and he looks good, he looks good. It, it, but, but, you know, I, I, if he said that, I would have like, huh? I know, no, well, it wasn't until he said that, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's one thing for me, I, I feel a little scruffy, but I know I'm kind of pulling it off, and about, it's about time to trim it, but at the same time, I know it's, uh, You're there. it's, uh, it's, it's working right now. Yeah, I think, I think he's right. But I, I, I think about that every day when right. I'm also going out. I think about well, should I shave this or Where should I not? Yeah. Well, should I wear this and not yeah. and have this clean shaven or should I wear like keep growing this and wear something else? And that's well, something that's just me personally. I think about every single day. Well, and I think that's a big thing too is understanding. You know, that's what we're talking about. You know, know where you're going. Understand the range of the social demographics that you will probably be with. You know, if you're going if you're going to um, just to go out. You know, you're talking about a totally different mindset than if you're going to an actual event. Um, and a lot of what the details of what we're talking about is when you're actually going to an event. Um, uh, in in this, this type of a scenario, when you're talking about like a school auction, you're always better off to go more conservative. Um, you're going to want to steer away from things like plunging necklines and short skirts for the women. Um, men are going to want to wear, wear more relaxed clothing. You know, no tight jeans, no no you know shirts that are unbuttoned and, and showing your manliness or whatever you want to call it. Beer logos. <laughs> Beer logos. Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> you know, if, if being sexy is a big part of who you are, then let it show through in more subtle ways like tone of voice, high heels, and confidence are great ways yeah, to how you who yourself. you are Absolutely. without adjusting your clothing in a situation that is going to put other people uncomfortable. Because that's the key. You know, we talk about what socially savvy is, and what socially savvy is is you being in a place that there's a lot of social, that is a social scenario, and making sure that you are not causing people to be uncomfortable. Otherwise, people don't want to socialize with you. And there that could, there, the purpose. There could be something into that, though, where I think if you go into a place where you might be overdressed or underdressed, but if you exuberate your confidence, oh, yeah. you can totally fit in. and you the and, clothes wear Yes, <laughs> exactly. If you go in there, say, you're, say you go into this nice place and everything, and you feel a little underdressed, go in there and feel confident, being like, I meant to wear this in here. Instead of going, God, am I underdressed? Because then you're going to show that. Yeah. And if you show that you're, I've meant to wear this, you're going to be totally fine the whole time. You're not going to, you're not going to like hate yourself. And we've talked about this in previous shows. You know, does your clothes wear you, or do you wear your clothes? Yep. Oh, totally. And so. I think a lot of people forget that. And you know, we try to wear things. And again, um, you know, that whole thing that you were talking about um, with um, regard to certain age ranges wearing certain clothing. Uh, there are some cheats with that. For instance, I'm 42 years old. I don't look 42. I look 30. So I can get away with a lot more than a lot of other people do. Uh, understand, you know, there's a lot of little nuances that if you can understand, you're going to have a lot more flexibility than other people are. So take advantage of it, have fun with it, but again, you know, 
biggest thing is feel comfortable it. about what you're wearing. Right. I, I if you're gonna go right. out and uh, if you're gonna go out wearing what you're wearing, own it. Exactly. Don't don't question you it when you go guy out. Guy friends, you know, who throw out some really nasty um, sweat, whatever. Because I'm That's just going gross. just because I'm doing some errands. I'm like, yeah, but what if you run into that one person that's like, oh, <laughs> damn, I can't talk to him because I I look like crap. So you know, you can't do that. You know, just you know, still look a little decent, so you still can be proud about you walking around. I mean, you can still but you don't have relaxed. to dress up for it. Exactly. You don't have to dress up for really anything. You can you can half dress up, right? Because you don't know what setting you're going into, exactly. and when you do run into that person, you're still looking pretty good. Exactly. Don't but you're owning it. Yeah. You're not just going, "Oh, this is just what I threw on." <laughs> we could be relaxed and still look good. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So um, one of the other questions too is, if you're going to a place, ask yourself the question: Is this the right place to be sexy? You know, is this take a moment and think about it. Um, this is it a more Halloween than anything. Party yeah, exactly. Um, this more than anything is something to be considered if you don't want to be judged. Now, if you don't care about being judged and you really don't care about being social. Then you know what? By all means, turn off the radio and don't listen to what we have to say. And stay home. <laughs> and, and stay home. Or if you're gonna go out, you know, obviously. But again, you know, we're talking about these things not because we're we're telling you that that they're what our opinions are and we think that we're all that. The whole idea is when you're social, you want to make sure people are comfortable around you, so they want to engage with you. If your intention is being social, that's awesome. I guess the the biggest thing I was what I'm getting from this is maybe think about what you're wearing when you're going out. Yeah. Are you going to a higher class thing where should you dress up more? Should you dress up a little less? Should you maybe go in between to what that way you kind of fit in overall, but you're not the center of attention in a good or bad way at any of the places that you're going? Exactly. Okay, so we're going to touch base on a couple of different events um, because specific types of events can call for a certain attire, and I see it all the okay. time when I'm shooting events and, and we go in and cover them for the show. Um, many events these days have themes, and that can help you figure out just how sexy you can dress. Um, so, for instance, a Vegas night is usually going to give you more leeway than a formal way, uh, formal attire night, like a black and white or, um, uh, if they say, formal attire. If it says cocktail dress, um, that's the one where I see people make the most mistakes, particularly women. They see cocktail dress and they dress Vegas. And um, when you're talking fashion shows where people are, are there to watch what's going on, um, I see probably... I would say anywhere from a dozen to two dozen at any major um, fashion show type of event, whether it be um, bathing suits or dresses or just, you know, full-blown fashion, where these, and I call them chicklets because, you know, they're like on their little foreign shell, you know, on their little, little heels, and they're, you know, size two. And they've got these dresses that if they bend over, you see they're huge, and you're just like... Oh, I just want to go up to him and go, you know, honey, no. But you want to put those four-inch heels somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not so much about... Uh, the other thing, too, to think about is when you wear attire that is not appropriate to the event, especially when you're talking about uh, fundraisers or fashion, you're pulling the attention of what is there. You know, if you can, if it's a fashion show, then wear fashion. Show that you have fashion knowledge. If you go in there looking trashy, it just shows that you, what are you doing at the fashion show? Because obviously you know nothing at all. Know your audience that exactly. you're going to be part of. I think I've heard that before. One yeah. That actually kind of plays a role in a lot of different in instances, and uh, including this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, an event versus evening out. Typically, um, for an evening out, if you're going to go to the dance club or you're going to go to the casino, I mean, you know, nine times out of ten, that's really kind of free for all. You can pretty much do whatever you want. Um, we got snowed in here in, in Bellevue a couple of weeks ago, and I had a major event at, um, where I work, and so my um, I came into work. We stayed at a hotel that night, and we all went out dancing and had a good good old time. And um, this brings up a topic that I wanted to bring up because I looked back at the pictures and I thought, well, if I had not been drinking before I got dressed, I might have reconsidered this. Even though I did look okay, I was in a nightclub, so we were having a good old time. It was great. I was wearing my, my clingy jeans here, and I decided I was going to wear a corset. After several beverages that evening, <laughs> when I went up to change from work, uh, you know, and don't ever dress after and, you've and had drinks. And this is what I was going <laughs> to say. Dress before you have drinks. Dress before you have drinks. <laughs> drinks give you, um, I would not say confidence. They give you a skewed reality. Yes. <laughs> Let's say that. Yes. And, you know, fortunately for me, it, I was able to carry it off in a way that I don't think I came across as trashy. I got I got one, one comment that I, um, even having had a few beverages, wanted to pull across the guy. Uh, and it's actually in one of my don'ts here on the, the list. But, you know, when you go out and if you are going to dress like that, you do need to anticipate that there are going to be people who are going to be classless and make comments. And so, as much as I would have liked to have put my four-inch heel in his mouth, I realized I kind of had it coming because I dressed where I pushed all my stuff right out there. You know, there it was. What did I expect? So you have to understand, if you're going to do, you know, wear the clothing, you're going to have to deal with a certain um, level of comebacks and teasing. And, and people who know me know that I typically have a tendency to dress a little bit more conservatively. So I think they just had a really good time messing with me. Make sure you have some thick skin if you're going to dress exactly. provocatively. Provocatively, exactly. Yeah. Um, so most definitely, uh, if you're um, unsure how to dress, I usually go by the rule, uh, a couple of rules uh, to be a bit more safe. Number one, keep the hemline in the middle of the upper leg or close to the knee, um, tight or loose. You can't go wrong. So for women, you know, if you're in the middle of your leg, you're probably going to be fine for almost any event. Um, with men on on um, pants and jeans, don't go too tight. You know, if it's a little bit loose and it gives you some flex, it's gonna you can wear a jean and still look classy and not and have that you know sexy rugged look without it being too much. See, for me wearing jeans, guys, I'm gonna give you this. Don't ever wear or very rarely wear straight-legged jeans. Wear boot cut because it gives you that effect of it looking loose, where you can still accentuate and show your ass. Yeah, exactly. And you know what the funny thing about a really straight leg is? There's those I call those model jeans on on men. I have one pair of straight legged jeans that I got, and they really only work when I'm when I'm kind of dressed up with my dress shoes and everything. But my dress shoes also work with my boot cut jeans, and they work well that way. And you know that it, you know if you're looking for that, oh, I want to show off my butt or oh, I want to look good. Well, yeah, the bootcut jeans you get them, right. they they drape down and they yeah. look good that way. So if I can give any advice to guys out there, either wear don't wear loose jeans because then they make you look like you're trying to fit into a clown suit. But bootcut are generally the best, even if you're not wearing boots. Okay, it looks like we have a caller, so I am going to go ahead and try to get them in here and get their opinion. Hello, this is LB with Socially Savvy, and you are live on air with us. Hello. 
they may not, well, and here's the other downside is they may not be able to hear us very well. Okay, well, hopefully the caller will be able to call back and know that, oh, we got dropped. Oh, well, hopefully the caller will call back. <laughs> it was only 24 seconds. I actually got it. I was really surprised. Okay, um, well, let's move forward then. Um, so we talked about the, the bottoms of clothing um, yep. when for neckline. Um, sometimes this is a, um, it's not so much the issue as um, what you have supporting underneath it for women. Uh, what I, it's funny because yeah, I stumble around this a little bit trying to explain it. You can wear a plunging neckline um, and get away with it, but if you have undergarments that shove everything up and out there, you're going to go from classy to classless. If you have more modest undergarments that give more of a natural lay of things and, and you have a view that is a little bit more subtle and more enticing, you fall back into that more acceptable kind of a, oh, you know, that's, you know, that's a little risque, but that's pretty. Um, and, and I'm going to say it out loud, you know, and I love Christina Aguilera, absolutely adore her. But I watched her last night on um, The Voice. And, you know, for uh, everything that she has, I was just surprised that she really felt like the attire that she had to wear um, walked, you know, everything was out there. It was, it was kind of a bummer. And I would say, you know, that's where in a, a situation where there was undergarments that were, I think, a little bit more reserved, it would have been considered more sexy. Um, and, you know, the sad part I absolutely adore her. I wish that... You know, and I'm hoping as the show goes that she doesn't feel that need to be, you know, so forward out there with what she has. But I thought it was a perfect example of social media, you know, how the undergarment can really mess it up for you. And Ryan's going, I don't know. What's going on. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's see here. Um... I know that the chef is going to be bringing some food out, so we're going to yep. be chatting about that in just a minute. So we're going to touch base on socially acceptable and unacceptable. And this is brought to you by ZipBiz. Um, socially acceptable. It is acceptable to dress sexy. Just know the venue you're attending and make sure that your level of sexy is appropriate. Now, and that was what the whole function of this show was, is to give you an idea of what, you know, what works and what doesn't work and, and why it would and wouldn't work. Um, we always know my favorite part is the unacceptable and love them. <laughs> I love pointing out what people are doing wrong. <laughs> that could actually be your whole show. I know, socially unacceptable. <laughs> okay, it is socially unacceptable, which is brought to you by Pop Chips, never tried to make things pop, um, to not know what level of sex is appropriate at an event. Um, there's a lot of times where you can, you know, plead, I didn't know. But inappropriate dresses. It's just never. Oh, here we are. Okay, so we get to sample some of the menu here at the Amazon, and the chef is going to tell us a little bit about what this, um, you know, what they do here at the restaurant, what it's about, because it's a Brazilian steakhouse, and there's a lot of people who are unfamiliar with what a Brazilian steakhouse is and what it has to offer. So, oh yeah. Michael. So, so we got uh, Kevin here, and um, uh, so Kevin, talk to us about uh, these. Three gorgeous plates you got here. Okay, so what I got here is I've got some of the garlic steak right here, Ooh. which is entraña. It's a meat that's close to the lower part of the of the cow, so it's a more fattier meat, tastier. Tastes like started on something else. I've got some of the Parmesan pork here, which is one of the favorites. 
it's one of the by far in the house. Americans really like pork. Um, I've got here what our lady here sampled <laughs> with some of the uh, tri-tip, also one of the one of the big ones here. I've got top sirloin right there, which is probably one of the best meats we serve. I love your top sirloin. Yeah. Um, right over here, I've got buffalo. That surprised me. We came in about a week ago, and I had never had buffalo before. And I no? thought it was awesome that you had buffalo on the menu. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, in Brazil, we we eat buffalo. We we eat a lot of buffalo in Brazil. Wow. We, we serve we serve it, you know, just like we serve it here on the skewer and stuff, and people really like it. And then here we have the filet mignon, probably the king of meat, right? And then. The ultimate favorite of the house, which is the grilled pineapple oh, with so cinnamon good. and sugar. This stuff is by far the most popular stuff that we have on the menu. Wow. So explain to everybody what the whole idea behind serving on the rotisserie and, and how the how the restaurant functions. Yeah, uh, the way um, uh, in Brazil we call it a churrasco. Shuhasu, yeah. The, the bar barbecues are called shuhasu, and what we what we do is um, instead of putting the meat on the grill, we have them on a skewer, on a rotisserie grill. That way, the skewer um, the meat doesn't lose all its juice, so the meat is going to taste better. It's going to look better, and you know, and Brazilians are really big fans of meat, as you guys can tell. <laughs> We're really big fans of meat. And so we have these all over wow. the country and just serving like tons and tons of meat all day long. The meat is fantastic. Wow. It's yes. like really tender. Mm -hmm. and that's what I like about all of it. Like every one that I've had so far is just yeah, that's, super that's tender. That's one and of like the challenges of having it because whenever we cut it on the table, we take it back to the grill. And one I saw that. I was, and one I was of the challenges is not getting it, you know, dry, getting it overcooked. Well, and most people, I don't know, well, I shouldn't say most people, but I know a lot of people who eat their meat medium rare, like meat, me. Yeah, exactly. So, so, and you're having that meat always on the fire and stuff. Mm -hmm. So one of the great challenges is, you know, not letting it dry up because, you know, no one wants to eat dry Okay, so I'm kind of a newfound cook myself, and one of the questions I have is, do you guys have special rubs for all of these that you so, leave on them? Okay. Yeah, the flavors so, are very, yeah. very different. So the Parmesan pork, there's, there's a garlic sauce that we make, which is just garlic, olive, and olive oil blended. Okay. Okay, and that goes on the Parmesan pork. Um, the pork obviously has Parmesan flavor on it too. But that, that same garlic sauce goes on the Parmesan pork, it goes on the filet mignon, and in the lamb. So all three of those have that. Wow. Um, and then the rest is really, I mean, aside from the buffalo has a wine sauce that we make. That's what I mean. Now, I yeah. now what, what kind of wine is that? Because it's very distinctive. Um, I'm actually not sure what wine it is. Danny is the one that always, you know. He creates the yeah, construction. He, no, he just, we're like, Danny, we need wine for the, for the, for the meat. You know? Okay. Danny takes care of the wine. Um, and then aside from anything else, it's just really salt. The meat has its own flavor. So Which a lot of people in cooking, I know this in cooking facts, that a lot of people underuse salt. Yeah. Salt brings out a lot of everything. Flavor. Yeah. Well, and do you guys use different kinds of salt, like um, well, rock in, salt and sea salt? In Brazil, usually it's a sea salt, which is uh, very thick, very big. It's not thin and fine like this. It's usually a very big piece of salt that you rub on the meat. That's how we do it in Brazil. Here we just use um, normal. Here it's just a normal sea salt that we sprinkle over it. It's delicious. 
it is absolutely delicious. <laughs> well, and the great thing about um, a Brazilian steakhouse typically is that they have a lunch to dinner menu, and they give you 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 get to keep eating. Yeah, and nonstop. Eating nonstop, yeah. so you pay, and you're like you get to eat until the cows come home. <laughs> oh yeah. I would definitely get my I would definitely get my money's worth. And yeah. Probably a couple other people's money's worth on that. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen people stay here for a few hours. <laughs> so how many um, different types of meat come through on the lunch menu and, on, and then on the dinner menu? Um, on the dinner menu here, we usually serve eight different meats during wow. lunch. During lunch, okay. During lunch, and then during night we have sixteen. Wow. Double. Sixteen different meats. And in Brazil, we hey, serve Jane, more. Hey, Jane, if you're listening, and, we're coming here in next weekend. And, and, and <laughs> in Brazil, they serve more. They serve more than that. At least 20, 25. Is there 16 different types of meat? Oh, yeah. I mean, from the same... Well, they have a, sausages, I mean, the, okay, chicken, the same they animal. have um, a bacon wrap, pork, a bacon wrap, um, steak. What yeah. am I missing? Seafood? No, we don't have seafood here, but, okay. some, but some places serve shrimp. So it's all land animals. Yeah, mostly okay. land animals. But um, like here during there, our lunch menu is um, the steak wrapped in bacon, the pork sausage, the chicken legs, and then the tri tip, which you guys tried, the pepper steak, um, and then we have the Parmesan pork. We have there's something else that I missed because they're Parmesan pork. Um, the the top sirloin and then the garlic it's amazing yeah. what I love so much is, is being able to enjoy all the different flavors I'm a I get bored with flavor fast, so to be able to uh -huh. enjoy all these different little bits of flavors, then you can just keep going round and round. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a, a, a caller. I'm gonna see if we can take this call. Hello, caller. Can you hear us? I can sort of hear somebody. Hello. We've had a little bit of difficulty tonight because oh, there's a. I'm getting okay. Yeah, I'm giving up. Ouch. <laughs> Okay, um, we've had some in and out issues, so we're, we are going to be replacing the show with a recorded broadcast that we're recording right now. So everybody will be able to hear it crystal clear a little bit later on. We're open for. So what's the whole the pineapple? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the that. Pineapple is definitely the most popular thing we serve here. It really just is pineapple on a skewer, just like the it's rest succulent. of the meat, with sugar and cinnamon. Oh. That's all it is. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's really the good. The pineapple does the trick itself because yep. it always tastes so good. Wow. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for sharing yeah, this with us. Thank you, Kevin. We encourage everybody, if you like meat, to definitely come down for a lunch or dinner down oh, here yeah. at Amazon. You're right off the freeway. You're off of 405. You can see everything Tons going by. Too. Yeah, yeah there's parking. a lot of good parking. And All free. So at Kitty Corner <laughs> from the um, Maiden Bower Center. So awesome. Thank you very so cool. much. Thank you very much. Take care. Enjoy your meat. It's already on. <laughs> Thank you guys. Oh, I love this show. This is so much fun. Okay, so we are going to finish off. Everybody's like, I don't want to talk anymore. I just want to eat. <laughs> LB, you talk for a while. Good. Oh my gosh. Okay. So socially unacceptable. Um, let's see here. It is socially unacceptable to show up later than 15 minutes to a reservation and make a fuss about it when you're seated. This doesn't really have anything to do with being sexy other than an attitude. Um, when you're going to events and you make reservations and you show up late, you know, if you think you're going to be more than 15 minutes late, give them a call. Let them know. Um, 
you can you can be drop dead gorgeous and walk up there, and if you're 20 minutes late, you know there's maybe nothing they can do. And to watch you throw a fit in a really nice clothing, um, just really kind of pulls away from the whole look. And on the whole theme of things, um, a sexy person throwing a fit is very unsexy. Yes, you lose your sexy feel very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Very quickly. Um, using lewd language in your comments on looks. Okay, this I refer back to because. Um, the terminology nice fit doesn't go over very well ever. <laughs> Not ever. I'm sorry, it just, you know, you can, uh, one of my friends, she, I love this, and, and she made me laugh because it has a, a, a touch of funniness to it. She goes, you look Googleicious. Okay, that was funny. I, I could I could appreciate that comment, but the other one just not. Did you hear Rick? <laughs> okay, I'm. What do you have it? <laughs> I don't want to know what Rick did. <laughs> oh my gosh! So comment on the entire look overall. Um, you look stunning today. Um, wow! I mean, just wow is usually plenty. Uh, if if somebody is putting it out there and they know they're putting it out there, they don't need you to be lewd about it. You can you know a one word like wow says it all. Unless I'm being okay, you guys are both like really quiet. So. Well, no, I mean if you're looking at him and you're just like, wow, kind of get a quick up, look up and down and just wow, you don't need to say anything more. Right. You're just like you know, oh yeah, wow. You know, there's a little bit difference. It's, it's kind of how the person says it and everything. Yeah. But if you if some if somebody literally it's like stop looks wow and then you know they kind of pause there for a moment. Obviously you've done something right and you're looking stunning and. And they like, and that's that's fine, especially when you're talking about you know wanting to be that edgy, sexy. Yeah. But to take it that next step and use lewd language, it just if you want to comment on somebody's sexiness, again, it, if you want them talking to you later on, you just might want to consider your. <laughs> well, and if you, it, it, it actually kind of depends on the way you say wow. If you're looking at somebody and be like wow and kind of give them a little eye contact, that's that's actually a good thing. But if you're like wow and kind of turn your head. Way different. Way that, yeah. that means you're wearing yeah. something either on the sluttier side or the the non sexy body language. Side. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that's and it's all of the wow and turn of the head. That's all it is. That's Little true. simple things like that, and that's big difference in what you're wearing. Or guys are turning red when they're looking at you. Blushing <laughs> 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 well, uh, might be another signal too. Yeah, I think I was probably pushing the mark that night, but you know, hey, we were in a pants club. What the heck? You know, I knew where so I was going. That was going. more of the. I got a the boobalicious comment which just cracked me up. I got the you look great by you know a lot of my different friends because they never see me real edgy like that. Um, and the one remark about nice kid, I just that was the one I would took everything I had not to shove my four inch heel. And in that's one where you have to realize that you have the college frat guy no, in no, a no, bar that he doesn't belong no, to. No, this was the 50-something-year-old guy who that never wants to be a college frat guy <laughs> in a bar that he doesn't belong exactly. in. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I had to remind yeah, myself right. that I was the one who wore those clothing. So if you are going to wear something that's edgy, you know, and you're going to be, and I went from I went from the nightclub up to one of our favorite little haunts, and so, you know, thinking about it, probably up there, even though I did have a jacket on over it, probably still was a little bit more than what they're used to saying up there. So, yeah. Well, I can understand it. I still didn't appreciate it now. <laughs> well, and there's where you have to take the good with the bad. Exactly. You've got to. And apparently you had a lot more good, which I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was 
I, I thought that I had pulled it off for the night, and I had fun, and, you know, sometimes that's all it's really about. I wasn't worried about, you know, turning any heads, and I really wasn't worried about um, impressing or not impressing anybody, you know. And I wasn't going to a PTSA. nothing left from the host of Exactly. <laughs> but just so everybody knows, a lot of times the reason I come up with these, these different topics is because I've probably fallen on my face with some of them. So, you know, when you're talking about being socially savvy, it's not that you were born that way and you're just old and you've never done anything wrong. You know, being socially savvy is recognizing when you do make a mistake and, and having class about how to proceed from that or fix it. Or Oh, some of the best stories in anybody's lives are going to be the ones that they've experienced themselves. Yep, they not ones that they hear about. They're the ones that they've experienced and that they're exactly. learning or have learned about and they've adjusted to the proper way from their fault. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well said. So do you guys have, a, from a guy's point of view, you know, I wrote most of the show based from coming from a female's point of view, but from a guy's point of view, is there anything else you guys could add that you would say, you know? Yeah, we've already covered, uh, I mean, we've covered kind of the, the guy's perspective and I mean, I guess guys for, on with guys, you know. How yeah, I mean, I guess for me, I mean, you can be a guy and go out there, you don't, don't look sloppy. Sloppy is never good in sloppy any scenario. But Pants you, you that down. doesn't mean you have to be completely clean shaven, buttoned up tie and all this. Uh, you know, not being able to see me tonight, I am unshaven, but it's kind of on purpose. Has been for a few weeks because it's that way. <laughs> but I also have a nice button down shirt. I'm wearing yep. jeans. I'm wearing it's dress not shoes. Down too far. And my coat kind of matches the outfit to make it more fun and not too fancy. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, you gotta. I think about everything that I wear. Whether I have multiple coats that go with multiple types of clothes, multiple shoes. Do I want to wear tennis shoes this day, or do I need to wear the? I wear a lot of jeans, but like I said, guys, boot cut is gonna be one of your best bets for jeans. Straight fit only go with certain types of shoes and certain types of outfits. Loose never works. Unless you're gangster, do not wear loose or you have cut jeans. Size like I do. Well, but then they're not going to be loose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if they if they look like you're wearing 12 sizes too big, do not wear them. They do not look good unless you're living in Compton or trying to look gangster or NBA or whatever. It, unless you want to look like that, do not wear it. If you're trying to look acceptable and good, wear it. guys have kind of a general kind of a, a style we always look for and what we're going to look like, and usually that style uh, goes in a lot of situations, so um, as long as, you know, you keep your basics, you know, your nails are clean, you know, uh, you, you know, have nasty, you know, dirt under your, your nails and not groom, I mean, you have earwax and hair hanging out your ears, you know, okay, you know, that's, you know, we're talking about, those are the basics, you know, as long as you got the basics down, everything else will fall in place, and you just give it a little bit of thought, you know, like Ryan said, it's just, it, it'll take you a long way. Well, for guys, it's a lot more lenient than for girls. Yeah. I can go out one night and wear my dress shoes, some good pants, and a t-shirt. Well, and so, from your perspective, you know, what is a, a sure, a never-seems-to-fail kiosk that you've got from Sexy with Bloody? What, what is the what? Which is surefire sign. When you see somebody, it's like, oh, yeah, you failed miserably at sexy because you went straight for the 
for a guy, it's going to be you're dressing, you're way overdressing. You're you're wearing the skinny tie and a shirt. You're wearing the. No, I'm talking about the guy's perception of the girl. Oh, of the girl. Yeah. Well, besides what you, I think, besides what you talked about earlier, uh, you know, is this, this the dress? It's way too tight. It's way too high. And oh, you're not wearing any underwear. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you know. When you can tell. <laughs> oh, Brazilian. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, shields with a three-inch dress. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 Okay. I just I thought I'd see if there was anything. And a tube top that actually doesn't have the tube because it's, uh, the cut goes down to the belly button. I, I mean, that's, that's a good one. That, that's where it's too much. Okay, well, that pretty much wraps up the socially savvy and sexy part. We're going to touch base here on um, uh, some of the fun events. You know, part of being social is um, being able to hit and attend some of these great events that we have. Um, we talk about the events that we have locally here in the Bellevue, Seattle area. Um, wherever you're listening, you know, there are great places that you can go to find out what events are going on. Your local magazines, um, a, a lot of websites in your local area. You know, find one of your favorite restaurants that has uh, a nightlife and uh, check and see where they're listed and you can get a really good idea of what's going on in your city, um, what's fun, what types of things you like, you know, anything from uh, going to casinos to nightclubs, you know, whether it be a nightclub for a 22-year-old or a nightclub for a 42-year-old, you know, there's, every city's got these options. So um, some of the fun things that we've got, we try to put um, some of the local stuff here on the Socially Savvy page. Um, throughout the week and, and let you know about fundraising events, um, social events, you know, seasonal events, all that kind of stuff. So we do have a couple of new places in Bellevue that have just opened. The Tokyo Steakhouse is here in Bellevue, opened a few weeks ago, um, and that's at 909 112th Street. Uh, 112th Avenue Suite 108. You can actually see it on 405 when you get off um, that first exit coming into Bellevue. It's up there on your right. Um, and then the Blue Martini here in Bellevue at 700 110th Avenue Northeast. It's Suite 295. I just got wind of that here a couple of days ago. So um, myself and a couple of others are going to go check it out. So I invite everybody to check it out and give us feedback on what you think of it. Uh, Anytime new places open, we try to, you know, get over there, check it out, let you know what's going on, what we think about it. Um, it's always fun to be, you know, a part of something new and exciting and, and uh, you know, see what they have to offer. Everybody likes to change of pace every now. Of course, the big event coming up that uh, Socially Savvy is helping to market and advertise for is on February 18th. It's Venice is Thinking at Club Sur Seattle. Um, Venice is Thinking is a gorgeous, sexy, festive affair that is a delight for the senses. Much like the carnival in Venice, um, Venice is Thinking celebrates the world's music and tantalizing partygoers with um, performances by burlesque dancers, aerialists, fire performers, contortionists, acrobats, jugglers, musicians, and more. Uh, I've gone, I went last year, um, these events always sell out. And this year she's going with a venue that um, is Chick Chat Seattle that and Epiphany Research has put this on. Uh, and uh, last year there were 600 people, and this year there's only 400. So it is going to be a little bit smaller venue, and so not as many people will be able to go. So go to um, www.carnivalseattle.com to get your tickets. Uh, I know that they're down to 100 tickets available. Uh, they have some VIP gold and silver available. The gold and silver are sold at the table before. And um, they include uh, an anti-pasta bar, or an anti-pasta platter, some empanadas, um, some three bottles of wine, 
and you get to sit right up in front of the stage, so you get to see everything right up there. It's, it's a blast. Uh, what last year is, it was amazing, because you're walking around the venue, even if you didn't have VIP, you're walking around the venue, and you turn around, and there'd be a contortionist doing something, and then all of a sudden, the aerialist would start doing something, and it's just like, it's like walking out and moving. Um, everybody is encouraged to, to dress in their finest, and you are required, and this is a big one for, for Washington because we have issues with this, but you are required to wear a mask to get in. So if you pay for your ticket and you don't wear a mask, um, they will have a place where you can buy one, but you will not get in without one, and I absolutely love that. Yeah, they're sticking with the theme, yep. keeping it going. Exactly. Um, club there is uh, have a Cuban restaurant adjacent to the club, and so there is a good possibility that will be open in time, so it'll be a little bit more spacious and luxurious. But if you've never been down to Club Surrey, you've got to check it out. We did a show down there, and it just has it has a very sexy thing on it. It's warm, woods, and, and it's amazing. I'm really excited for that one. Um, let's see here. We have uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, no, I guess, oh, no, I have to go over my other notes. Hello, I'm losing my mind. I switched pages. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, um, some of the more local events, Bellevue Nordstrom's Cosmetic Spring Trend Show is coming up. This is on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, this event has more than 600 in attendance each year with amazing celebrity speakers from the cosmetic world. Great gifts were purchased that day um, and appointments with some of the hottest makeup artists in the nation. Um, the show starts at 7.30 in the morning and appointments go from 10.30, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. So um, give us a call at 206-707-1223 to book an appointment if you're interested. For all of our socially savvy fans, please be sure to like us on Facebook um, and to be entered into our drawings for our different events that we have coming up. We uh, are coming up on our one-year birthday, which we're all very excited to be a part of. I can't believe it's been a year already. I can't either. It's just blowing my mind. A year. Um, and it's very fitting that that um, annual show is going to be at Spazos in Redmond. Our first show is at Bellevue Daniels, and they are both um, owned by the Schwartz Brothers. So we're very excited to be um, doing our one-year anniversary birthday show over there at Spago, and we're looking to have some amazing prizes and giveaways for that particular night. Definitely come on down. Definitely come on down. Uh, and make sure you do like the, the Socially Savvy page, because I just pulled my first list off of that, and I'm going to start doing drawings all um, the rest of the month for prizes and stuff. So encourage your friends to check it out and uh, be a part of it. We want to thank our sponsors of the show. Amazon Grill, um, Dalil Sellers, Go Girl Energy Drink, Sweet Talk White, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Eye Candy Last Peach, Cascade Ice, The Sweet, and Volcano. So thank you everybody for being a part of the show. And uh, if you see anything that you think is socially acceptable or unacceptable and you want to drop us a note, you've got Michael Kotzman, you've got me, LB Duchess, you've got the Socially Savvy page. Um, drop us a like, you know, tell us if there's a topic that you would love to hear us talk about. Um, if you're a wine or foodie, uh, definitely give Michael oh, yeah. a tap because Absolutely. he's happy to talk about anything that um, is, you know, social that you would like to know about food. And we're just happy to incorporate it into the show. So, so we want to thank you so much for listening to us, and we hope you have a socially savvy week. So everybody, take care, and thank you guys so much for being a part of the show today. Thanks for having me. Ciao. <laughs> take care, everybody.